ladies and gentlemen. This is David opposing a matrix. It is 12.15 in the morning, and technically it is the 12th of July, 2020. Um, why am I up at this late hour? Well, I'm not feeling that well. And when you can't sleep, you do other things, right? So, anyway, <coughs> pardon me. A little bit of a cough there. Um, I wanted to talk about a subject tonight that um, that I think is pretty interesting, and I think that we uh, we need to explore a little farther. And um, pardon me while I do some stuff that I should have done before I got in the air, but okay, okay, there we go. Um, a few months ago, I, I brought up the subject of JFK Jr. possibly still being alive, and I do believe that he's still alive. I believe that he faked his death yeah, with his help, with the help of his uh, really good friend Donald J. Trump. And um, I think it was a brilliant maneuver. I think that uh, he was going to run for the same Senate seat that Hillary Clinton, want, Clinton wanted, and he knew what happened to people that opposed Clinton and. Uh, so I think he tried to beat her to the punch, and uh, so he faked his death so he wouldn't uh, end up uh, end up dead <laughs> by the hand of Hillary. And who know who knows if it would have happened, but uh, if it was if it was a preemptive strike, and I'm I'm really glad that he did it, and I'm thankful. So anyway, uh, I've I've come across a few things uh, this past week that I thought were kind of interesting in that regard. Um, but what I'd like to do real quick is um, just approach a couple of uh, subjects that are coming up here. Um, a couple of things that I think need to be addressed. And you've heard about uh, the scapegoat, right? Um, it's a biblical term. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, what happened was that they would have... Um, Back in ancient Israel, they would they would have a goat that they would place all the sins on, or a priest would place all the sins of Israel on, and that goat would be cast out into the desert. And that's what a scapegoat was. Well, um, Donald Trump has has been made into a scapegoat the last three and a half years, and uh, it's funny how people who would endorse them for to run for president back in the early two thousands hate his guts right now. <laughs> And I think that's because uh, Donald uh, learned about uh, the uh, lifestyles, let's just say, of some of the people that had promoted him in the early 2000s. And, um, uh, you know, he, he plain out told Hillary during the um, the uh, debates that uh, I think she said something like, well, we don't, I don't know where we'd be if you were president right now. And he said something like, well, you'd be in jail. So I think that's her uh, her destiny. But um, anyway, uh, so they're they're ragging on President Trump this this week because he uh, pardoned uh, oh one of his uh, he's Mr. Stone Roger Stone um, who had uh, worked for him in some capacity and um, was brought up on trumped-up charges, no pun intended, um, that he manipulated some laws. And um, the way that the courts were back a year or so ago, uh, they're changing. They're still bad. 
But, uh, you know, he was placed in front of a, um, a leftist court who found him guilty and, and things like that. Well, anyway, uh, Bush commuted his sentence. Um, so anyway, the, now the left is, oh, well, you know, um, you know, oh, he commuted, you know, he commuted sentences, you know, he's done it a lot and stuff. Well, somebody had tallied up the different sentences or the, the quantity of sentences that, uh, presidents, uh, since President Carter had commuted. And Carter commuted 566 people, their sentences. Reagan, 406. George H.W. Bush, 77. Why such a low number? I have no idea. Um, I think it was a Republican Congress back then, so there wasn't that. And, and, and the judges were a little more uh, right-leaning back then, so there probably were not a lot of people that were um, sentenced during his presidency. So he wouldn't have to commute to sentences. Anyway, they go on and they call Bill Clinton Cigar Bill, uh, who commuted 459 sentences. Uh, George W. Bush, uh, who commuted 200. Obama, who commuted 1,927 sentences. I can only imagine that most of them were probably Muslims. And Trump has commuted 26. <laughs> okay. Kind of gives you an idea of uh, all this crying foul and unfair is uh, basically people should learn. These people should learn to keep their mouth shut because uh, they end up convicting themselves every time that they do something like that. Now, um, today, President Trump uh, went to um, visit. Um, he wore a mask. Let's just put it that way during a pandemic. Uh he went to a military home to uh, honor some military uh, heroes and wore a mask. And, you know, and I do believe that it was an old, an old um, folks home, like a, an old military officers or military uh, members home. And, you know, those, those people are frail. Um, when you start to get to be in your late sixties, early seven, or, you know, in your seventies and eighties, your immune system isn't what it used to be. And you catch things real easy. So he was doing it out of respect. And if you're going to honor people, you're going to respect them by wearing a mask. And so the article was crazy. It was, oh, he didn't wear it until he got to the, uh, to the facility. And I'm like, well, yeah, (laughs) there weren't people that were susceptible outside the facility that many of them anyway. Um, so yeah, he's going to put on after he gets there or when he gets there before he walk, walks in the front door. Well, anyway, I made a comment that he doesn't wear one. He doesn't wear one in the leftist bitch. He, he wears one in the leftist bitch. I, and I said, I swear that half of the country needs to be on a 24 seven bolus of my doll with a Dokalax chaser. Uh, my doll is for women on PMS and, uh, you know, Dokalax is for people that are bound up intestinally. And if that doesn't describe the, uh, the leftists here in the United States, nothing does. Um, anyway, um, another interesting thing that happened this week and, uh, you notice that uh, that things are turning around now. We're not hearing too much about the protest out in the street. Instead, we're hearing about this. I think her name is Grisella. Um, she was Jeffrey uh, Epstein's right-hand woman, so to speak. And uh, she has just as many, if not more, names to name than uh, than Jeffrey Epstein is naming right now. And I say that because I believe he's still alive. I believe that President Trump went in there with some kind of military uh, force and uh, took him out and put a dead guy in there. (laughs) 
And, um, and I'm sorry to laugh at that, but, uh, you know, they, there's a body double for just about everybody. And, then, you know, folks, if you, if you sit around and you worry, oh, you know, I'm, I'm ugly. I don't look like anybody famous. I don't, you know, I, I don't have the pizzazz that a lot of people have. Well, thank, cast yourself thankful because, um, some poor slob that looked like Jeffrey Epstein either just recently died or was killed to take Epstein's place. Now, whether Trump did that or had knowledge of it, I have no idea, but it did happen. And if you look at the, uh, the autopsy, uh, videos and the videos that were taken of the man while he was on a stretcher in the, in the cell, you can see it was not Jeffrey Epstein, unless Jeffrey gained a lot of pounds, uh, somehow got a nose job and had a different nose, uh, while, while he was in prison and had his ears, um, worked on, um, by a plastic surgeon too, because those were different. And those are telltale things in every man and woman that you can use to identify somebody. Uh, I apologize for having a gas for breath or shortness of breath, but I have, um, asthma and, and uh had a few other things going on this week so um please bear with my uh my breathing i breathe i breathe a little more often while i'm talking because i'm the only one talking a lot of times usually when jim and eric are on you know i could take breathers no pun intended and uh so anyway um So there, uh, there's a guy on, online here that's alleging that Joe Biden had been on uh, Epstein's plane and had taken trips down to Epstein's island. And that, Epstein, and that, uh, uh, that Epstein wasn't the only one with a private island that Joe Biden might have one too. Which, if you've seen the way that he fondles little children, uh, would not be surprising. Um, Okay, now on to the next thing, and we're going to move on to the JFK Jr. stuff in just a second, but um, there's finally some black people that are waking up to what's really going on. Uh, they're waking up to the fact that uh, they've been held down, even probably even worse than they were when they were slaves, by this economic system that Johnson put into place uh, called the Great Society, and uh, Lyndon Johnson even uh, made a comment that uh, he'll have, uh, what did he say? And I don't want to use that word, but he'll have the, um, I can't think of a word to use in place of it. He, let's just say he, he said uh, we'll have the blacks eating out of, or voting uh, Democrat for the next 200 years, basically because he was going to be giving them freebies and um, they wouldn't have to work and, and, and things like that. So, um, anyway, a lot of blacks are waking up to that. They've been, still, they've been slaves for the last, uh, well, since 1964 when a bill was signed into law. Um, and, um, so, uh, I'm going to click on this. I don't know how long it's going to take for it to come up, but, um, there's, uh, some rapper out there and it's funny how, <laughs> It's funny, you know, uh, 10 years ago, if I would have said I, I have the respect, I have respect for some rapper, I, I probably would have checked myself to see if I was, uh, had a high fever or something, but the rappers are the ones that are starting to wake up and see this garbage. Uh, and the article is, rapper warns George Soros is using Black Lives Matter to control African Americans in the election year. And see, he's waking up, and as a matter of fact, George Soros made that comment. Um, not too long ago, uh, that, uh, he was going to cause unrest within the black community because he feels that the blacks are easier to deceive and to switch on, um, you know, to riot and things like that. So, um, 
boy, I'll tell you, uh, George Soros, when that guy dies, there's a special place in hell for him. And uh, it ain't going to be pretty. He might think that uh, maybe because he's working for the forces of darkness that he'll be able to escape that. But I seriously, seriously doubt it. And uh, he's going to realize that he was just a puppet that, uh, while he thinks he's a puppeteer here on Earth, he's actually just a puppet that's being played by the evil one, by um, Lucifer or, or Satan or Beelzebub, whatever name you want to use. And that um, he's in for an eternity of uh, of bad news, just put it that way. So um, I want to look for the name uh, iconic rapper star Lord Lord Jamar has slammed the Black Lives Matter movement and its ideology, saying he doesn't support them because it isn't our movement. It was given to us by George Soros in order to control African-American population. He's spot on, dead on with that. That guy's got my respect, I'm telling you. He may not sing music that I like, and he may, you know, um, use language and uh, exploit different... uh, people in the black community or even hate me for being white but i respect him for what he's saying about this so anyway um so that's going on there's another one there's a picture of uh dr fauci melinda gates uh, uh if she is a melinda and not a um a mel <laughs> um and barack obama at the wuhan lab in 2015 and, uh, you know, pictures can be fake, but the three of them are, are actually Obama's looking at a computer with a Chinese lady showing him something. So it's quite possible that this is, uh, authentic. And, and the thing that I really want to, and this is the catalyst for what I want to talk about tonight. Um, and I really have to download this video before it's taken off, off of YouTube. But, um, Robert Kennedy, Robert, uh, I think it's Robert F. Kennedy um, Jr., who is the son of Robert Kennedy. He was assassinated about uh, seven years after his brother was. Um, did something very interesting this week. He has a um, podcast and he has a, a radio show and he's an ardent environmentalist. And there's things that I agree with in his environmentalism and there's things I don't agree with. And he's a, he says he's not an anti-vaxxer, but... He does uh, show that there's been a lot of problems since uh, vaccines have come out uh, on the scene and uh, all the problems that have happened since uh, the 80s, uh, the late 80s, when uh, vaccines, uh, the vaccines really started going uh, crazy. Um, uh, I looked at my vaccine record and <laughs> I think I received uh, maybe 10 or 15 Altogether, and that's, you know, the MMRs and their boosters and everything else. I was born in 59, 1959, <laughs> uh, although it feels like 1859 today. But anyway, um, and so we didn't receive, you know, we received, received polio. And uh, I think we, uh, no, we didn't get MMR because I, I came down with measles, mumps, and rubella. I had all three of them. But uh, that was to come out afterwards because I didn't need the shots because I had the titers. But anyway. Um, so there was polio and there was, um, tetanus and a few other things that we got, but not the, uh, the, uh, cocktail that is served to children nowadays. And 
And Kennedy goes into, Robert Kennedy Jr. goes into uh, great depths to show how um, different uh, ailments that are affecting children and young adults today uh, didn't affect us when we were younger. So um, I'm going to look into him a lot more because I'm getting, <laughs> it's funny, you know, my my uh, my grandfather um, and father and uncles and stuff, they were all union guys, but they all voted Republican back then. Um, it was, and it was true that when the Democrats were in office, there was more work for uh, tradespeople. But uh, my family, we have the tendency to be able to look farther beyond the immediate, and we look down the road at 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years to see what our election choice might have, because everything that we do has some kind of implication that happens later on. And uh, those are the people I voted for Roosevelt. Uh, um, have condemned us to uh, a life of pseudo-slavery almost uh, of, of recent, um, well, since 1933 when all that went into effect and Social Security became uh, the norm. And uh, it's not being used today for what it was meant to be used for either. It seems to be a slush fund that these Democrats can use to uh, pull money out and, and send to their pet causes, uh, which makes it so that... Uh, People of my age and older cannot uh, get raises in their Social Security um, yearly, which uh, used to happen all the time. Anyway, um, in this interview, um, it was one of those things where, you know, he talks. I guess it was like a YouTube live and he was talking and, you know, and people type in. And so he's talking and reading the comments and talking and reading the comments. And somebody typed in there, touch your nose if JFK Jr. is still alive. And he, when he saw that, he kind of leans in there to read it like he's, you know, he just wants to make sure that he sees what he's seeing. That's what I got out of it. Anyway, he sees that, grins a little bit, sits back and touches his nose, and then leans forward again and smiles. And, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, but that was not a coincidence. That was that was definitely RFK Jr. telling us that JFK Jr. is still alive. And um, I, I just have a really good feeling about that, <laughs> that um, maybe uh, this November um, Pence will be bowing out and JFK Jr. is going to announce that he's still alive. Um, I hope that he does it before, you know, a couple months before, because um, he's going to have to get his DNA tested and he's going to have to prove that he's JFK Jr., but there's been sightings of his, especially his wife, uh, Carolyn Bassett, I think her name was, at uh, Trump rallies. And uh, there's a guy named, oh, I knew I was going to forget this guy's name. Anyway, uh, that, that people are saying is JFK Jr., although he's saying he isn't. And facial recognition is saying that he isn't. But um, um, I just uh, saw before I got on the air, there was a... Uh, quite a few military guys that were um, in a, a, the oddest formation, and it was like an O, but it was a Q. It was letter Q. And uh, so the guys that were dressed in green made the letter O, and then there was guys dressed in, um, I think it was gray, where they had gray berets on or something. I can't remember. but And so it made the hash mark for the Q that goes through the O. And... Uh, Somebody um, got in there and took a shot of it, 
and uh, made it larger. And it looks like uh, somebody that could be John F. Kennedy Jr. is standing in the crowd with those guys. So anyway, um, I think there's some really neat times coming. I know with all the stuff that's going on, what we're seeing out in the streets with Antifa and um, and all the unrest with Black Lives Matter, this is this is like a last-ditch effort of a very desperate group of leftists that wants to pre- do their best to get do- get it to where Donald Trump is not get elected in, in uh, November. Um, they're, they're, everything else they've tried has failed. The um, all the scandals that he's been accused of, the impeachment failed. Um, they're trying to blame him for this uh, this. Um, pandemic you know being here in the united states well he's done everything that anybody could humanly do to keep that from happening yet he's getting blamed for it but anyway um what what better running mate would would uh donald trump have in 2020 than to have jfk jr by his side and jfk jr always said that he was going to search for the people that killed his father well um I don't know if you know this, but uh, he started a magazine, I think it was back in the uh, early 90s. It was called George, and the very title of it is uh, was a clue to uh, who killed his father or who was involved in it anyway, um, and that would be uh, George H.W. Bush. Uh, um, and rumor has it that, um, I don't know if you're familiar with history, but back in the 40s, uh, there was an attempt to kill Hitler, and, uh, well... It failed, and uh, after it failed, uh, they started rounding up German uh, military left and right, um, asking them questions and charging some and letting others go. Well, somehow Erwin Rommel, who I find it um, somehow distantly related to through marriage, um, he uh, Hitler suspected that he was part of it, even though Rommel knew about it, but he did, he wasn't involved in the plans. And uh, so they gave him an option. They they told him, well, here's the deal. We can go through a trial. And, and Rommel knew it would be a kangaroo court. He would be found guilty anyway. And his family probably would have been persecuted and or killed in, in addition to him. So they told him, we can go through a trial. Or what you could do is we'll give you this gun. Was it a gun or cyanide tablet? I think it was a cyanide tablet. And uh, you just uh, do the honorable thing, and we'll write up, uh, write you up in the history books that you were an honorable man, that you were um, a fan of Adolf Hitler, that you obeyed his every command, you know, all this stuff. And and to protect his family, that's what he did, and that's called the Rommel option. <laughs> anyway, it's, that's what it's called now. Um, and it's uh, surmised that uh, George H. W. Bush was found out for being one of the people that was involved in the assassination of John F. Kennedy, uh, John Fitzgerald Kennedy Sr., our president, and uh, that um, he was given a choice. Okay, well, you know, we'll let you live. You're an old, feeble feeble old man, and we'll we'll let you live, but uh, we're going to go through this trial, and we're going to ruin your legacy and probably ruin your family's legacy and give any chance that any of them have, uh, you know, for the next five or six generations to to hold any kind of public office whatsoever. And that's a big threat to uh, the uh, the establishment. So, um, so it's, you know, the rumor is that he was um, put to death by lethal injection. And um, 
that's kind of a hard one to call because, you know, he was at death's door anyway. But um, anyway, so you'll never hear the press or anything saying anything bad about uh, George H.W. Bush um, because that's the deal he made. Well, unfortunately, when things turn around, uh, that's going to all change and uh, the truth will come out. Um, if you give me a second, I'm just going to get a swig of coffee here so that I can wet my throat. Because when you talk nonstop, that's what happens to your throat. And you always wonder why the people up at the podium have to drink water. Well, that's the reason. So hold on a sec. It's not water, and it's not coffee with cream either. I got to the store two minutes before 9, and they closed the door and locked it uh, before I could get in. So I couldn't get my um, my cream for my coffee. So I'm drinking black coffee. <laughs> Um, wonders never cease. So, let me see. I just got a, uh, another subject we need to, um, I just got a thing from Ralph Epperson. I don't think Ralph Epper sleeps. I think he's perpetually awake. But, um, anyway, he's, he's questioning why a lot of these elites are having the, um, the black eye by their uh, left eye. And um, I was trying to explain to him earlier that a lot of them inject adrenochrome into that area. And, of course, if you're going to inject something in or behind your eye, well, not in your eye, but behind your eye and you're penetrating all that tissue, something is going to bleed and you're going to get a black eye. And uh, so he's got more questions about that, but I will answer that another time. And we'll address that, too. Um well, I'll tell you, when Ralph just starts typing, he just types away. Anyway, um, so uh, that was Robert F. Kennedy Jr. So anyway, um, I want to go into some stuff. Um, I guess the first thing that I want to go into, let's see. Now i got to figure out where I was. Okay. Um, the press is notorious. And I know I'm preaching to the choir here. Many of you are the choir. Um the West is, uh, the press is notorious for, for lying, for promoting lies, for even for making up lies, and, uh, and then not being able to, uh, to, uh, maintain their lies, and, uh, they're often caught, but that's always swept under the, the carpet, um, much like, uh, the, um, like when Catholic priests are, uh, found to have, uh, molested children, and, even in Protestant circles, it happens. It's just that uh, the priest, uh, it gets kind of dropped and the priest gets, uh, or the or the pastor, in, in the case of, uh, I've seen it in the Assembly of God, but um, uh, it just gets moved somewhere else where he's not known for what he's been doing. So, uh, and it's, it just continues on and on. And that's only because, uh, the people at the top many times are, are guilty of the same thing and they can't really move people around or get rid of people if they're guilty of the same thing. Plus, the people that are doing these things often know that the higher-ups are guilty of the same thing and and uh, the whistle could be blown quite easily. But um, the first clue that things aren't right, um, you remember some guy named Osama bin Laden? I hope you remember him. He's involved in uh, the Twin Towers coming down, and that's yet even a um, a debate that we could get into some other radio show. But um, he was there were 
are all indications are that Osama bin Laden died in a cave early on in the war, probably um, 2003-2004. However, it was never brought out. Uh, For whatever reasons, I think it was so that they didn't make him into a uh, a martyr. Because people won't uh, die for somebody that so much that is alive. But, uh, boy, you make somebody into a martyr and it just it just makes a cause worthwhile for dying for. Um, But anyway, when Obama was in office 10 years ago, 12 years ago, I would thought I would have never said that 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 man, a Muslim, an avowed Muslim, who would be elected to political office after what happened in um, 9-11-2001. But anyway, um, supposedly, um, Barack Obama uh, had the the Navy SEALs uh, go to her supposedly and big... um, quotation marks there around that one supposedly um, where they captured him and he was killed in uh, in the raid and uh, Obama took credit for it but we know that Obama took credit for a lot of things that he did and the bad things that people said he did he never took credit for he always blamed it on somebody else but that's what sociopaths and psychopaths do Um, anyway so um so, okay, so the, the SEAL team catches them. And by the way, the SEAL team were all killed, or most of them, in a um, in a helicopter that was attacked um, overseas. I think it was in Afghanistan. Um, how the uh, the enemy knew that uh, that SEAL team was on that helicopter is another thing that we could look into some other time. But I think that... Um, the SEAL team knew that they didn't take this guy out and uh, Obama was worried that maybe one of them would talk later on. And, and so their lives were, um, were taken so that nobody could ever say that uh, the uh, capture of and killing of um, Osama bin Laden at that date was, um, was a ruse. Wasn't real. Well, anyway, um, so what did they do? Um, Instead of now, they did this to respect uh, Muslim traditions. Okay, I don't care if the guy, what religion he was, he was a murderer, he was a a renegade, he was um, a terrorist, and not do any respect, uh, no matter what God he believed in, whether it be the God of the Bible, which is the real God, or Allah, which is basically the Moon God. Um, in disguise of the real God. But anyway, um, so uh, they buried them at sea, in the Arabian Sea. There's some problems with that. Okay, some big problems with that. Okay. All right. I'm going to read from, uh, this is uh, www.greenprofit.com forward slash 2011 forward slash 05 and I can't make out the rest because I got a minimized window but you knew, you know you can go to greenprofit.com all credit goes to him for this article him or them um, and it says uh, well let's see let me just start up here we got plenty of time um, 
it's hard to read because I know it's a lie. Uh, it was historic when this world's most wanted man, Osama bin Laden, was laid to rest somewhere in the Arabian Sea, which some are calling the ultimate green burial. U.S. officials told uh, news agencies the green burial followed uh, Islamic tr- uh, customs. Bin Laden's body was ritually washed, shrouded in plain white sheet, and placed in a weighted bag. Obama, uh, excuse me. Um, Arabic prayers were said uh, over the body. What do you mean Arabic prayers? It should have been Islamic prayers. You know, as the Arabs, do they have a certain prayer book that's different? I don't know. Um, anyway, prayers were said over the body, which is then tilted off the flat board from the deck of the USS aircraft carrier Carl Vinson and allowed to slide off into the sea. While there, is no, while there is no strict time frame for Muslim burials, senior U.S. officials focus on disposing of the body within 24 hours out of respect for a Muslim community and the decomposing process. This 24-hour rule was not applied to Uday and Qusay Hussein, sons of the Iraq leader Saddam, when in 2003 U.S. forces preserved their bodies uh, for 11 days through embalmment. Okay. So you got some, uh, you got two, two different standards going here. Uh, since the death of Muslim scholars, since the death, Muslim scholars have issued statements for and against sea burials and the ethics behind the mystery of the watery grave. Egyptian lawyer Mansar El Zayat said Bin Laden's sea burial was designed to prevent um, the grave from becoming a shrine or a symbol. See, I can understand that a little bit, okay? But, I mean, you could have buried him somewhere else in on land and not worried about it. Anyway, um, in Islamic tradition, sea burials can be allowed only in extraordinary cases where the death occurs aboard the ship that is a long distance from land. Shiite cleric Ibrahim al-Jabari spoke out that if the death occurs on the land, the person should be buried in the ground. Otherwise, this would only be inviting the fish to a banquet. (laughs) God, talk about the fish getting some bad food. Um, Okay, how Muslims bury their deceased. On land, like Jewish burials, the Muslim funeral rites are simple and to the point. Out of respect for the dead, cremations are not allowed. Muslims believe the lifeless body still feels and will be brought back to life whole. In Islamic teachings, the earth and the sea are are clean burial sites, which do not prerequisite um, elaborate markings or coffins. And has bullet points. First one, close family members close to the eyes of the deceased can carry out ritual ablations called gusti, purifying the body with water and with perfume. Bullet point two, the body is wrapped completely with clean sheets, preferably white, known as kafan, similar to cotton. Bullet point three, those present make a dua, an Islamic prayer, and perform salat ul janazeh, a unique prayer in Arabic for the departed soul. Okay, well, that explains that. Okay, the question about the Arabic prayer. Okay. Bullet point four, the wrapped body is then lowered on the right side into a grave, usually without a box coffin 
and face in the direction of Makkah, or I think it means Mecca. Uh, the dug earth covers the grave, and a small stone is placed at the head of the grave, earth to earth, dust to dust. Okay. Now in the sea, the difference between the earth and the sea burial is only in the final resting place. In the words of um, alisam.org, the shrouded body should be lowered into the water and in a vessel of clay with a weight tied to its feet. So they violated that. Okay. If this in fact happened, I'm even questioning that this even happened. Um, if a person dies on a ship and there is no risk of decay, the body is detained on board and buried in the ground after reaching land. You can't tell me they don't have a morgue on the on an aircraft carrier, okay? Otherwise, after the Muslim rites are performed, the body is lowered into the sea as far as possible to avoid being disturbed by sea predators. Okay, and then this guy goes into all this green stuff. Um, so anyway, it's 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 a preferred practice that was not followed to uh, to bring the body back to land. And like I said, they could have uh, helicoptered them to some obscure mountain site or something and, and placed them in the ground, and no one would have known who it was. Okay. But um, anyway, so we find out that um, the uh, traditions aren't always uh, carried out the way they're supposed to be. That's what makes me think that this was not him that was being buried at sea. Um, who knows who it was? It could have been any um, any uh, terrorist that was uh, placed in there. But I think Obama, like I said, was killed back in the early part of the war. And there are a lot of evidences for that. And why kill the whole SEAL team that uh, supposedly got this guy? No, there's something dirty, something very dirty. And Obama was leading the country at the time. So you got a dirty president leading a military, giving it dirty orders. And, uh, no, oh well. Okay. So that leads me up to JFK Jr., who was buried at sea. Okay. Now I'm going to read this article and, and listen to it really carefully because, uh, I'm going to point out a couple of things that don't make sense. Actually, maybe three or four things that don't make sense. And, uh, it's not a long article, so I think we'll, we'll be okay. All right, and this was from um, The Guardian. It's a British newspaper, and it was the U.S. edition, and it was it came out on Thursday, the 22nd of July, 1999. Okay, so listen to this. The ashes of John F. Kennedy Jr. were today, so that's Thursday, the 22nd of July, 1999, scattered at sea for the US Navy, from the U.S. Navy destroyer along with those of his wife and sister-in-law, and a somber private ceremony aboard the USS destroyer USS Briscoe, the ashes were committed to the sea off the Massachusetts coast. About 15 members of the Kennedy family, led by JFK Jr.'s sister Carolyn Kennedy Schlossberg, the sole survivor of the family that lived in the White House from 1961 to 1963, and his uncle, Senator, Senator Edward Kennedy, were joined on board by the closest relatives of the JFK Jr.'s, excuse me, on board by the closest relatives of JFK Jr.'s wife, Carolyn Bissett Kennedy, 
33, and her sister, Lauren Bissett, 35. Mr. Kennedy, the son of the 35th president, was being returned to the waters where he had enjoyed sailing, sea kayaking, and even uh, searching for sunken private, or excuse me, pirate ships. Um, Notice that Edward Kennedy was involved in this, because I think that uh, there may be something important there. Okay, here's the important part. Now, remember, this was written on July 22nd. 1999. Okay. Navy divers recovered the bodies yesterday. So they recovered the bodies on the 21st of July, which was a Wednesday. Okay. In the murky waters off of Martha's Vineyard, 116 feet deep and seven and a half miles from the shore, accompanied by Senator Edward Kennedy and his two sons, the bodies were taken from the U.S. Navy ship to a Coast Guard station at Woods Hole. So let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say that the divers, which probably did not find them in the dark, is probably during the daylight. Um, and let's say they found them at 7 o'clock in the morning. Okay. So the bodies were all taken aboard this U.S. Coast Guard ship, and, or Navy ship, excuse me, and brought to a Coast Guard station in Woods Hole. Okay. They were then loaded in two white vans and driven slowly away to the offices of the Barnstable County Medical Examiner in nearby Pocasset. Okay. So you figure, eh, they were found at 7 o'clock. The ship has to go to shore. It has to dock. Then the two vans have to pull up. So we're talking about 10, maybe 11 o'clock by the time they get into the, uh, well, let's see to the medical examiner's office. I wanted to make sure I wasn't getting ahead of myself. The family, the Kennedy family requested permission for burial at sea from a Navy ship and a defense secretary, William Cohen, approved the request. Of course he was going to because Edward Kennedy was involved. Edward Kennedy could ask for anything and got it. Uh, the Navy has been making preparations. <laughs> Excuse me. The Navy has been making preparations Use the uh, USS Briscoe currently on training exercise off the coast of Cape Cod for the ceremony. Pentagon officials cite two reasons for granting permission for a naval burial. See, I didn't know this stuff because I was like, why are they burying him at sea? There, He was never in the Navy. Okay. Okay. So um, first, there is a provision allowing for such burials for people providing notable service or outstanding contributions to the United States. Mm. He hasn't yet, but he will. Um, second, the protocol allows burial of, um, sea burials of children of decorated Navy veterans. The late president, John F. Kennedy, was a naval officer wounded and cited for heroism in the Second World War. Um, and it quotes here, today we are being able to bring closure to two families that I think were, we realize is very important, said Coast Guard Rear Admiral Richard Larrabee. Mr. Kennedy and his companions died when their single-engine Piper Saratoga was pilot was piloted plunged, <laughs> he piloted plunged into the sea last Friday. The plane's debris reflect the speed at which it struck the water. Pieces were spread uh, more than 40 yards from the main crash site. Working in poor visibility, divers found the, the twisted wreckage, the wires and the seats askew, and the kind of thing you can imagine. 
that it would result of a high impact compact with uh, contact with the water. Admiral Larrabee said, Mr. Kennedy and his wife had planned to drop off Ms. Uh, Bissett off of Martha's Vineyard and, and fly to Hyannisport for the wedding of his cousin, Rory. Flight data showed the plane dropped precipitously after Mr. Kennedy took a right turn from the vineyard. Aviation experts said that he might have been disoriented. The victims' families endured a five-day vigil before the bodies were brought to Cape Cod for autopsies. Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> the five-day vigil before the bodies were brought to Cape Cod for autopsies. I, I guess that's okay, a vigil meaning that they were hoping and praying that he was still alive. Okay, so I, I stand corrected there. Okay. The family of Bassett sisters issued a statement thanking everyone who assisted in the exhaustive search. We believe that our children are with us in spirit each day and every moment, and that's what helps to sustain us, said Anne Freeman, their mother, and Dr. Richard Freeman, their stepfather. A private mass for Mr. Kennedy and his wife was scheduled for tomorrow at the Church of St. Thomas More, a Roman Catholic church. Okay, so... Look at the dates here. Okay, they were found, according to the article, the day before the article was written. But they're, as every Catholic funeral that I've ever seen, the body's present. Okay, or something is present from the from the deceased. Okay, so they're going to have the Catholic Mass without the bodies. That's that's weird. That's that's very weird. It's unusual. And um, anyway, um, so where am I going with this? So they they discovered the bodies the day before the article was written. The bodies were rushed. I'm going to say that word. It was not here, but they were rushed in for autopsies. Okay. And then it says that they were scattered at sea, the U.S. Navy destroyer, along with the wife and son-in-law. Okay, so why was there a hurry to get these people cremated? Um, I know a lot of Catholics that are against cremation. Okay, Um and where am I going with this? Okay. The reason, now if John F. Kennedy Jr. was orchestrating all this, or his family was, because the Kennedys can keep secrets really well. We know that, right? So if he had orchestrated this, let's just say he called up his Uncle Teddy and said, listen, here's the deal, Uncle Ted. I want to run for the Senate seat in New York, but Hillary Clinton's running. And we know what happens to people that oppose Hillary Clinton. She's very powerful. At the time, her husband was president. And, you know, there's a good chance that something might happen to me and my wife if I try to run. So here's what I want to do, Uncle Ted. I want to make it like we all got in this airplane and we all flew. We were all going to fly and the plane crashed. That way people think I'm dead. And this is this the rest of what I want you to do, Uncle Ted, is I want you to 
get get the autop well whatever bodies they find you know if there even was an autopsy get it done real quick then we we want to have our bodies cremated and then dumped into the sea right away it's got to be done right away uncle ted because we want this to we want to start our new lives and we want hillary clinton to think that we're dead okay that way our lives will be safe and if you do that for me, Uncle Ted, it'd be really helpful. So Uncle Ted calls the, um, the Secretary of the Navy, I believe it was, and says, hey, I need a ship. I need it real quick. I need it for a funeral of my nephew. Secretary of the Navy says, oh, well, first of all, you're Ted Kennedy. You can have anything you want. Second of all, we really like your nephew, so you can have the ship. It's fine. Don't worry about it. We'll fly you out there. We'll helicopter you out to the ship and... Um, you can have your ceremony and everything else, and uh, it'll all be water under the ship, so to speak. Um, so they get that done. Everybody thinks John F. Kennedy Jr. is dead. Um, he's protected from being assassinated or killed in some manner by Hillary Clinton. And uh, life goes on. Hillary goes to serve her term. No, I, wait a minute. She hasn't served a term yet. She served as senator for four years, and then... Um, got into something else and other things. But um, so anyway, uh, now John F. Kennedy Jr. was born a couple years after me. Okay. He was born in 61, I do believe. His sister's a little older than me. He was he was a couple years younger than me. So um, I would expect him to show the sign of aging like we all do. Entropy affects all of us. Okay. And there are pictures uh, scattered all over the Internet of people that look like John F. Kennedy Jr. would look if he were my age. And uh, there's some that are very convincing. And I know that there's software out there that can make you look like you're 50 or 35 or 70 or 90 or 900 years old, if that's what you want to do. But um, anyway, um, so when... um, you might say there's a cult following. I don't like to say that because I don't want to even think that I'm involved in some kind of cult or something. But um, I just happen to believe the guy's alive. And um, certain evidences that I've seen online prove it. And when Robert F. Kennedy Jr. touches his nose when he's asked to, to affirm that John F. Kennedy Jr. is still alive, well, that pretty well does it for me. <laughs> you know, pretty well does it for me. So, um, the, th- the funny thing is that, and, and Jim talks about this a lot, we do our shows, um, that there's, um, everything we do in our life creates a variety of different scenarios that something, you know, things can go different ways in your life. You know, you could, uh, uh leave 10 minutes, uh, later for work and, and find out that if you left on time, you would have been involved in a horrible wreck that probably would have killed you, you know. Um, so the theory is that we um, we all have multiverses in our um, in our lives and that each choice we make narrows down those multiverses to the one that is supposed to be. Um um, I firmly believe that God has written a uh, written our lives out before we're even born 
And that, that's how it's supposed to go. But however, um, we can make choices that to us would seem like or we're changing that plan that God has for our lives. But God, knowing the beginning from the end and the end from the beginning, knows that those change, what those changes are going to be. So when we make a change like that, it, it was normally supposed to happen because the God knew about it ahead of time. As a matter of fact, those changes might be planned ahead of time so that um, they're not really changes. They're just us obeying God's will for our lives, so to speak. So um, where am I going with this? Well, uh, John F. Kennedy Jr. said that he was going to avenge his father's death. There are still some people alive that were involved in that death, in that assassination, in that horrible murder that day in Dallas. Okay. Um, hopefully you're still alive when he becomes vice president or whatever. But um, so I think that it's it's going to be a very interesting election because um, Joe, we know Joe Biden, you know, if you were to ask him one minute what two plus two is, he'd say four. The next minute he'd say six. The man is, 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 um, at least in the early stages of dementia, and it might even be more advanced than we know of. And for some reason, the Democrats want to place him in office. And here's the reason I think they want to do that. I think that Hillary Clinton's not out of the picture yet. And I think that what's going to happen is Hillary's got her plans that um, when they, when the convention happens, and <clears throat> it should be happening really soon for both parties, um, you know, Trump's a shoo-in, but, um, <clears throat> and for many, it looks like Biden is too, but, um, so Biden, you know, he's, he's, they, they come to the convention and, um, one of two things is going to happen because he doesn't have a vice president uh, picked out yet. So Hillary's going to come up and say, well, I'll be your vice president. I'll, you know, I'll run with you and I'll be your vice president. Give you a great opportunity to get elected between the both of us. Heck, you're liked, I'm liked, you know, uh, half of America or more will vote for us. Um, if that scenario happens, then <laughs> Biden gets in. I don't know how long it'll be before he, he meets his, uh, goes to meet his maker. And that's not Jesus Christ. Um, and Hillary takes over the presidency and gets what she's wanted all along. Either that, or they get to the <clears throat> they get to the um, the convention, and Biden is so far gone mentally, his capacity is shot that he can't even make a speech, uh, a coherent speech. And Hillary says, "Well, look, here's the deal. You guys don't have anybody else that's going to run. I want the position." I want to run. Why don't we just make, you know, just take Biden out of there and put me in there and I'll run. Um, I'll be doing the party a favor. I'll be doing America a favor, basically, is the way she'll look at it. And um, so those are the two scenarios where that's concerned. Okay. Now, I don't know if you have watched the whole thing about the letters that were given out of George H.W. Bush's uh, funeral. But everybody who is anybody was at that thing. Yeah. The Obamas, the Clintons, the Bidens. <clears throat> um, 
uh, yeah, the Bidens. Um, and I'm think, trying to think of um, the Pences were there. <clears throat> and um, if you watched carefully when they were carrying the coffin out, well, actually before they were carrying the coffin out, um, some of the people that were sitting there opened up their dossiers. Everybody was given a little dossier. Some of them had envelopes in them. And quite a few people, when they opened up the envelopes, looked pretty shocked. Now, what was in those envelopes? I have no idea. I think it, they were told that they're sealed indictments and that, um, you know, get ready because you're going to Guantanamo soon. Um, <clears throat> can't prove that. It could have been a bunch of things. But um, um, the thing is that Joe Biden's wife, not Joe Biden's wife, um, Mike Pence's wife had one of those envelopes in her dossier. She never opened it, as far as I could tell. And <clears throat> I think um, I think that Pence is in there um, because Trump believes in keeping your friends close but keeping your enemies closer. And Pence is a very in, in, influential uh, man in Washington, um, very powerful man, as a matter of fact. And he's kept them by his side because he knows that if he gets rid of them, he's got an instant enemy that's going to, you know, make life miserable for him. But if he keeps them close and then just says, hey, you know what, I just picked somebody else to run with me. Uh, thank you. You served very well. But I'm passing the torch on to this other guy. Well, who's this other guy? And then all of a sudden we hear that John F. Kennedy Jr. is still alive, passes all the tests, proves he's still alive and runs for vice president. With uh, with Donald Trump, well, if that happens, <laughs> um, Hillary's gonna get what she should have gotten back in '99, um, <clears throat> and uh, and John F. Kennedy Jr. will you know will Im- implicate her in many ways in a lot of the scuzzy things that happened um, in many many aspects of uh, politics. Um, I think he's got dirt on more people than you could possibly imagine. And uh, heck, he's had since 1999 to collect all this dirt. He's had some very influential fl- friends, but he's been in the background and very quiet because he doesn't want to give away that he's still alive. But um, <clears throat> he's got cousins like John, or excuse me, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He's got other people in his family that are involved in politics that could be funneling information to him. And so it would be very interesting to see a Trump Kennedy versus uh, Hillary Clinton and who else we don't know right now. Um, Ticket or excuse me, not ticket, but uh, election. And I think it would overwhelmingly go to John F. Kennedy Jr. and Trump. And then uh, boy, howdy, watch out what's going to happen when that happens because, um, Kennedy's gonna, he's got a list a mile long of traitors. There's a lot of people that think that John F. Kennedy Jr. is Q of QAnon. And if that's true, then, uh, well, there are, there are a lot of indications that that is true, but, um, it would be interesting to see how that all plays out because, uh, he's gonna come back for vengeance and he's gonna come back with a vengeance. And, uh, you think things are interesting now? <laughs> Well, picture Pelosi um, in Guantanamo. Picture, um, well, I don't know how Chuck Schumer, but maybe him. Um, picture Obama in Guantanamo and Michael, his husband, his wife. Well, whatever we want to. 
I don't still can't get that terminology right. Um, <clears throat> picture uh, Bill Gates in Guantanamo. Picture George Soros dead or in Guantanamo. <laughs> I think that's my favorite one. Um, and all these people that have um, the uh, the rhinos of this world. The um, can't think of the guy from Utah ran for president a couple of year, or a few years ago, a few terms ago, but um, Romney picture Ron Tommy, Ron, Ron Tommy, uh, Romney in uh, Guantanamo. And uh, so it's going to be very interesting in the next few, few months, folks. It really is. Um, a lot of people, I know Michael Savage is foaming at the mouth. He's, Oh, you know, you know, Trump is all words. He's not doing anything. Well, yes, he is. He's letting people hang themselves. Because every time Trump doesn't do something, Nancy Pelosi does two things to make herself look like an idiot and to give herself away. And the same with Chuck Schumer and the same with a lot of different Democrats. The, the, what do they call them? The gang, the uh, the Muslims from uh, uh, Detroit and from uh, Minneapolis and and others who um, have gotten elected by numbskulls that uh, that can't, uh, well, anyway, I don't even want to go there. But anyway, um, so it's going to be quite interesting. You know, everybody thinks that Trump's just sitting there taking a beating, but um, I think there's a lot of things going on in the background that we don't know about. There really is. And we need to just trust that uh, things are going to work out. I know we did a show the other day about trusting the plan and, and stuff like that, and that we should trust the Lord more. But if the Lord is involved in the plan, and it seems like uh, that might be the case, where the plan is is um, being um, sanctioned by the Lord, um, just interesting times ahead, interesting things are going to happen. So uh, don't think that Trump has just given up and he's not going to do anything. No, he's letting people hang themselves. He's letting... Uh, most of these people are like Haman from the Bible. You know, Haman wanted to exterminate all the Jews by having them mass, mass hangings in, uh, in Persia. Um, but what happened was everything turned around and Haman got, ended up getting hanged and the Jews were saved. Um, it's going to be the same, same with America. I do believe that, um, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> one of the things that these, um, these idiots from um, Antifa and things don't realize that uh, there's something called the NSA out there. And the NSA is probably listening to us right now. Hi, NSA. Um, and they record every phone call, every radio broadcast, every uh, text that you send is being recorded. Okay. That's why you really need to be careful when you say stuff, it's either on Facebook or by text or whatever. Uh, messenger, you name it. Just be careful what you're saying because there's a record of it somewhere. But, um, you know, you got people like Clinton, Hillary Clinton, that, uh, uh, well, I lost the emails, you know. Well, no, they're not lost. The NSA has them. And all this stuff is being stored up that for someday when these trials happen. And people like Ilian Omar and, uh, uh, what's it? Occasional Cortex, I can never remember her name, from New York, and um, and the one from uh, 
from Michigan. That's from the Detroit area. Everything that they say, everything that they do is being recorded and that someday it's going to be used against them in court. And they may think that they're getting away with a lot now. They may think that they're winning, but they're basically testifying against themselves by the things that they say and the things that they do. So, like I said, it's going to be a very interesting time coming up, and it's going to be um, it's really going to be uh, a no-brainer. It's going to be uh, it's going to be the Yankees playing a Girl Scout team. You know, every pitch is going to be a hit out of the stadium, and these traitors and these seditious people are are setting themselves up for failure, and it's going to be a glorious day when it all comes down. Um, but, you know, we, we should expect riots. We should expect um, some stuff to happen in the meantime. And there's a whole other thing that I wanted to read to you um, about John F. Kennedy Jr. still being alive. Kind of an eclectic website, actually. It's filled with pictures and clips and everything else. And uh, it's only been an hour, and it's only... Oh, well, I'll give myself another half hour. Um, <clears throat> okay, JFK Jr., mass wish fulfillment or Camelot or not dead. Okay. And they're asserting um, John F. Kennedy Jr. faked his own death with the help of master chess player Donald Trump. And he's planning his return, apparently. Uh, John F. Kennedy Jr. loved to act, preparing for such a time as this, question mark. Uh, the play he was, uh, the play he was in, and it was called Valpone, or Valpone, is about a guy who takes his, who fakes his own death and then disguises himself. Interesting. Like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Okay. <clears throat> All right, Anonymous um, said, if you want to know what happened to the Russian jetliner, read below. Excerpts from Federal Bureau of Investigation report on the recovery of Piper's Saratoga aircraft on John F. Kennedy Jr. No declassification until 722 of 2029. This is in deference to the wishes of senior member of the members of the Kennedy family. Pardon me while I get something else to drink. You probably noticed my voice cracking. Oh, black coffee's bad, but cold black coffee's worse. Okay. Also, in deference to the order of the national government, national government and respect certain foreign intelligence agencies having reciprocal agreements with the U.S. POTUS and POTUS order and national security findings attached. Uh, number five, the recovered aircraft shows evidence of an explosive device having been glued or affixed within the tail luggage department. Number six, the device was apparently actu actuated by a barometric trigger or radio signals were not ruled out number seven tail of aircraft dismembered from the plane making it front heavy number eight study of the radar shows the plane fell in excess of six thousand feet per minute up to radar cutoff number nine satellite images supplied by the national reconnaissance office 
record an outburst flash from the aircraft just prior to it going into perpendicular descent. Tail structure was dismembered just prior to descent. Number 11, recovery of piece of luggage from beyond the flight path of the aircraft correlates with it being hurled out of the tail luggage compartment at outburst. Uh, number 12, preliminary examination of the aircraft shows residue of an explosive device in the laboratory identifies as being a type used by certain foreign intelligence agencies. Refer to POTUS order and findings. Number 13, study of air traffic control and radio signals shows no mayday report from the aircraft explained by its rapidity of descent. And number 14, investigative and examinations has, have been strictly compartmentalized. Interesting. There's a video to watch. We're not going to do that. Um, let's see here. I don't know. Um, here, uh, there is something... OSTO and the Cosmic Guy have a couple of questions for each American to ask themselves. If your dad was president of the United States of America and was killed in broad daylight in front of the world and the killers got away with it, then they killed your uncle five years later. Do you think that you, you would spend any time on your own trying to learn the truth? And when you learned it, protect yourself? I believe he set up Hillary Clinton... Hillary Rodham Clinton, he set her up when he purposefully intentionally entered the political arena. A reminder, he chose the same Senate seat that she was looking to occupy to begin her sordid political career, remember? Let's face it, that let's face it, that boy could have run for dog catcher in Siberia and won, let alone beat Bialza bitch. <laughs> Never heard of that name for her, but it sure fits. Um, let's see what else do they have here. Why would why would I fake my own death? Okay, uh, reasons. The swamp or deep state killed my president and dad when I was three years old. Reason two, threats remained on my own mother throughout her life to keep her silent. Number three, five years later, they killed my senator uncle who knew who killed his brother. Next point, at 35, I started a political magazine to expose the killers and it made a deep state very nervous. Next point, family and friends warned me that an attempt was made on my life at, 30, at age 37. Next point, I openly implicated George H.W. Bush in his deep state as the killers of my dad and uncle. Next one, I began to make public my intention to run for 2000 U.S. Senate for the same seat HRC wanted. She got the job because I died, supposedly. Okay. It's got a picture of him standing there. What you don't, you, what you didn't think I knew who killed my father and he, He's got a big picture of George uh, magazine and uh, George is circled on it. Um, let's see, uh, he has a plan. 
uh, God, family, country, American patriots in the world are living the results. George H.W. Bush was only partly behind this crime. There were many players, some of them still alive today. It's got a picture of him sitting with Trump. Looks like at a sporting event or something. And it says JFK Jr. was quoted praising the possibility of Donald Trump presidency way back when everybody loved Donald J. Trump. And then something happened. 11 of 2020. Okay, let's see. JFK to be announced at Dallas rally October 17th as President Trump's 2020 running mate. God, I hope so. Okay, and there's another guy saying, uh, in being who I am, the self-appointed curator of Museum of the Hard to Believe, I have been studying this phenomena for some years now, and at first the very many supposedly sane and calm ones I couldn't come to grips with uh, the pure diabolical nature of it being true. So much else would have come into play in order for this to be plausible. One of which, the most untouchable taboo portion of the whole conspiracy theory tinfoil hat club, time travel. There's a video floating around that claims that our esteemed POTUS is a time traveler. And we've talked about that uh, on a previous broadcast. Okay. This is my offer of compelling thought process concerning JFK Jr. still being alive and a time traveler helping humanity throughout these tumultuous times. When I was three years old, I watched a little boy on TV salute some horses, or so I thought. The little boy grew up to know one very set of important absolute facts. His dad was elected by the people to the highest, most powerful office in the world. He was murdered in broad daylight, and his killers got away with it. I do not believe for one second that when John F. Kennedy Jr. threw his hat into the political ring, the very same one HRC, Hillary Rodden Clinton, was about to toss her satanic hat into, that it was by accident. It was to provoke a desired response from the enemy to attempt to kill yet another Kennedy for trying to do good work for humanity. He is alive, and he is Q, not the phenomena that goes back before he was born to to the Eisenhower administration. It said, uh, see Roswell Area 51. But he is here with us and has already made changes to our timeline that have baffled our enemy. They can't believe what's happened, even while it's been happening. They are losing. Gets back to the time travel thing, huh? Uh, I must have read many different accounts of what took place at the reported time that JFK Jr.'s plane crashing into the ocean. I've read I've read eyewitness accounts of seeing a flash on board the plane before it went to a spiral. I've read that JFK Jr. was not a very experienced pilot, and that he made several newbie errors before leaving on his flight to Martha's Vineyard. Okay. Let's go down here. Um, Very interesting here. Um, And it talks about what we talked about earlier. Um. Which one of, uh, which one do you be- already believe is bullshit? Asked this guy called Cosmic Guy. Uh, the first one is U.S. military officials said that after the U.S. forces took the body of Bin Laden, 
to Afghanistan for identification and buried at sea within 24 hours of his death in accordance with Islamic tradition. Al-Qaeda confirmed the death on May 6th with posts made on militant websites vowing to avenge the killing. And that was in Wikipedia. And then... um, There is a conjecture and conflicting eyewitness report concerning this faithful flight. Okay, and this was from a CNN uh, website. Uh, where is JFK Jr. buried? Woods Hole, Massachusetts, CNN. The sea turned rougher Thursday after the family members said goodbye, private goodbyes, and buried the cremated remains of John F. Kennedy Jr., his wife and sister-in-law in the Atlantic, from the deck of a Navy destroyer. Well, they're both BS. Got a bunch of pictures of Carolyn Bissett and who may be JFK Jr. at Trump rallies. Um, well, let's see. I ran a search on this. Eyewitnesses from JFK Jr.'s crash that saw flashes. The very first link, the one we would all think was to be the most traveled. Um, let's see, JFK, It's a, this is from suddenlink.net. JFK plane explosion eyewitnesses compromised and or missing. Um, April, or excuse me, August 6, 99, uh, JFK plane explosion eyewitness compromised and or missing. The lie to the official disinformation about the cause of the crash, dot, 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 from that which eyewitnesses were facing when they saw the explosion in the air. So more things proving that it was an explosion. And I firmly believe that Kennedy knew about it. And I don't think he was on the plane. Um, let's see. Okay, we're not going to get into that. And here's that picture of the the queue and uh, the close-up of uh, a guy in a suit with a tie. It looks like he could very well be John F. Kennedy Jr. Another picture of the same guy sitting in air, uh, the helicopter at the White House. It says, Is it him? In this world of possibilities, I, for one, believe that John F. Kennedy Jr., is indeed alive and well and will be Donald J. Trump's running mate in 2020 re-election and destined to be our 47th president. Okay, lastly, I got to ask a question about that. Lastly, the time is coming when this, when this will be the one and more palatable truth we the people come to grips with, Cosmic Guy 6 of 2019. I am under the impression that Donald J. Trump is the 45th president. So who would be 46 if um, Kennedy's going to be 47? That's an interesting question. And it's got a picture of him, uh, you know, post or pre-crash. So I will find all my father's killers, even if it brings down the government. Another picture of a young JFK Jr. and an older one. 
And let's see. Man, this is an eclectic website. It goes from ads to... Anyway, I think I've gone ahead and said what I wanted to say. Um, it's, it does have a video of Hillary Rodham Clinton. It says, now I leave you with this very interesting piece of video. Go to one hour, or one minute, ten seconds. Listen to Hillary Rodham Clinton, who was in her first presidential race and not doing well. She uses Robert Kennedy's assassination in June to make a point about there being a sense of let's, let's end this with her present situation. Boy, what fortitude this woman has. Anyway, folks, this is all I wanted to present tonight. So I'm going to go ahead and um, put an end to this show, and I'm going to put an end to my awake cycle today <laughs> and hopefully get my voice up and running again <clears throat> for tomorrow. But um, thanks for listening. Thanks for um for joining with me in this, and um, I am going to wait till tomorrow sometime um, to uh, fix it and post it. So, if you're listening to it live, which I seriously doubt, <laughs> um, there'll be a new and improved copy put on Spreaker and also on Podbean tomorrow. So, um, if you're going to record something or save it for posterity's sake, wait till tomorrow after I fix it up, okay? But um, Y'all have a good, well, have a good Sunday, and um, hopefully things will start picking up health-wise for me, and um, things will get back going on the road here. So um, have a blessed, blessed rest of the weekend, and uh, and a good week next week, too. And uh, just remember, stay calm and know that yod vav which is his name, Yahweh, um, has everything in his palm of his hands he controls everything and the bad things that happen are allowed to happen because they're going to serve his purpose in one way or another he wins in the end the devil and his minions may win a battle or two here or there but ultimately they lose so even in winning they lose so the lord be with you and uh have a good week okay God bless and good night from rain. Well, actually sunny Oregon. Bye.